laurels for spring. Groundbreaking. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Voltaire, hair. I would personally like to learn about Voltaire. Okay, Christine. Ladybird. Is that your given name? Yeah. Why is it in quote? Well, I gave it to myself. It's given to me by me. Okay. Take it away, Ladybird. You want to know how I got these scars? I. I quit. I quit. <laughs> Everybody wants to party with Aretha because I'm sexy and chubby, man. I have such doubts. <laughs> All right, welcome. Movie time with Anginari, episode 21. Um, we have, before we get into the episode, uh, which is the Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire review, we've got a partnership that Ariana wants to tell you about. Okay, so today we'd like to shout out a small business called Burnout Art. Um, she's my friend, actually, and Burn is a queer artist from Buffalo, New York, who sells pins and matte prints. She characterizes her art style as surreal analog collage. Um, I've ordered from her many times, and her art is incredible. Right now, she's running a special deal on her Etsy shop. If you use the coupon code MOVIETIME, that's one word, you'll get 10% off any order of $10 or more. You also get a free sticker with every order. We will include the link to her shop, the coupon code, and her social media in the show notes. And check our social media because we'll repost her on our social media and then probably on my personal social media as well. So keep an eye out for that. And thank you, Burn, for partnering with us. Yes, thank you. We've got our own fucking promo code. That's pretty legit. Yeah, thank you for the promo thanks code. For, <laughs> thanks for the, the promo code. Get on that Etsy shop, everyone. Um, all right, awesome. So now let's get into this episode so it's a thursday episode as we've been doing the last few uh we do like a, a little rankings um and then we're gonna get into our harry potter and the goblet of fire review or this is this this will mark the halfway point of the harry potter series because of the two deathly hallows movies um so yeah we're gonna do a top five favorite directors and their favorite films honorable mentions um i gotta pull up my list here all right, Ariana, why don't you go first through number five? Yeah, so for number five, I have one that you've never heard of and probably most people have, and it's Xavier Dolan. He's a super young director. He's French-Canadian. Um, he, I think I know what you're going to say. Lawrence Anyways is the movie oh, that I'm no, thinking of. I, I yeah. thought Lawrence Anyways is my favorite movie of his. He has a very artistic style, especially in that movie. It's very exaggerated, surrealist, and he just does a lot of really cool things, and I just like that he's so young and so creative, so... Yeah, I never heard of him. Um, number five for me, Jonathan Demi. Was he? Science of the Wait, Lambs. Wait, I was going to say. But not okay. only does he do Science of the Lambs, he, does Phil- he did Philadelphia as well. Um, I put him on here, though, for my favorite movie of his, even though I like Philadelphia probably more than Science of the Lambs. But in terms of like directorial chops, like what he did with Science of the Lambs, I put that as like my favorite movie of his. Yeah, that's the thing I was thinking of. It's hard to not conflate the movie itself with but the director. I picked... I picked directors that I liked multiple movies with. Like, I try not to pick one where I just, like, liked one movie. I try not to. Yeah, I try to do that, too. But some of them are a little earlier in their career, so. Yeah. For some of them. All right. Number four. Speaking of which, I did number four, Greta Gerwig, and obviously Lady Bird. And so, you know, Lady Bird's my favorite movie, I would say, or one of my favorite movies. But in terms of her directorial style... It's too early for me to tell if I'm like obsessed with everything she does. So we'll see. Okay. Uh, My number four is Clint Eastwood. Mm -hmm. Million Dollar Baby. Mm -hmm. I mean, that movie's so fucking good. (laughs) Just everything about it. Clint's in it himself too. Um, And uh, I also like, I mean, 
I've got Gran Torino as well. I love Gran Torino. I'm pretty sure he directed that. Um, so yeah, that's my uh, that's my number four. My number three, and this I had to pick because it's such an overwhelming presence in my life, is Peter Jackson for Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Because he's given me three Not of my favorite movies. <laughs> we'll talk about The Hobbit when we get there. But he's he's also given us The Hobbit, but he's given me three of my favorite movies, and you can't ignore that, so... Okay, I did not have him on here, um, obviously. I mean, I like, I love Lord of the Rings, but I don't think of those as like a director's thing, even though he obviously did play a huge it's part a huge in them. I just think, role. I just like, I'm like, all right, he's just the Lord of the Rings movies. I've got uh, Tarantino at number three, and Glorious Bastards is my favorite movie of his, but I love Django, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, I mean, he's not my favorite, but like, I can't ignore like one of my favorite movies, and you know, some of my other, like Django is up there too. So, yeah, he's my number three. All right. For number two, I have Ari Aster, Midsommar. He wrote and directed both Hereditary and Midsommar. And although we're not giving writing credits, we're just directing yeah. But I'm credits. talking about it doesn't matter. He's very early in his career. He's made two incredible movies, uh, and like I said, Midsommar. Al likes you to know. go for the potential, not for the proven. <laughs> well, all the proven people are like fucking Quint, uh, Quentin Tarantino <laughs> and. Uh, you know, Woody Allen, and we're not going to pick those. So, <laughs> All right. Um, my number two is Steven Spielberg, Schindler's mm-hmm. List. I mean, I was looking up his filmography. It's really insane. Saving Private Ryan, Jaws, Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, Catch Me If You Can, Munich, uh, Lincoln. I mean, he has – he's like a, a hit machine. He has He's made every hit movie franchise um, – that there is, and then he's also got like the Schindler's List, the Saving Private Ryan's, the ones that are like gonna win Oscars. Um, so he kind of can do it all. Uh, he's he's my number two. I like the heavy hitters, but I go more for more for notable style, is what I would say. Okay. And with that being said, you can't overlook the number one director, Wes Anderson. Okay, I thought Kingdom. I only seen like I didn't put him on here because I only have seen like um, Grand Budapest Hotel. But you know his style when you see it, though. Yeah, no, I do. Yeah, he's one of a kind, so I had to. Pick a one trick pony, might, some might say. It doesn't matter if the trick <laughs> if the trick is entertaining every time. Um, all right, mine number one, Scorsese, Goodfellas, uh, <laughs> uh, Casino, Goodfellas, my favorite movie of his, but Casino, Irishman, I need to see Taxi Driver and Mean Streets, but I haven't yet. Um, but yeah, he's great. Honorable mentions: Spike Jones, Her. I would say Spike Jones okay. has got his hand in a lot of stuff. Uh, I got, I've got uh, Sam Mendes, 1917. True. <laughs> That's one movie, but it's so good. Um, Guillermo del Toro. I think once I see a few more of his movies, he would definitely hit hit my list when, if I revised it. So David Fincher. David Fincher. Zodiac, Benjamin Button, Social Network, I was looking Gone at Girl, Mank. Yeah. If Mank is really good. If Mank is really good, because I was looking over his list. If Mank is phenomenal, he might go into my like top five list. Because Gone Girl is awesome. Zodiac, I actually... Took me a long time to watch Zodiac, but when I did, I'm like, oh, why haven't I seen this earlier? It's so good. Um, good. And then Benjamin Button. I mean, (laughs) we like Benjamin Button. I mean, it's not like I don't know. I don't know if Benjamin Button's like an Oscar nominee, like it was, but like I like it a lot. Um, Social Network, obviously, Gone Girl is really good. So he's on my Uh, my yeah. I put would put Spielberg on there just for myself, just because he has done so many. Christopher Nolan, he's had a few. I was thinking about him, but I don't love like Inception. Oh, and uh, I do love the dark, the dark Yorgos Lanthimos. I, I don't know if that's his. He did the lobster. He did um, the favorite. His his style is really unique. So oh, that's um, Ron Howard, Beautiful Mind, Cinderella not, Man. Not a uh, what's it called? Hillbilly Elegy is getting ripped apart. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that. Later. Um, bon Junho, Parasite, and Snowpiercer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Parasite. Um, for sure. that, I think that's it for my 
honorable mentions. Yeah, I think that's it for not for mine too. So that was a fun. Yeah, that was a fun. I'm not like a director first guy. I'm like a movie first. So I was just I was more honestly like searching favorite like famous directors and saying okay they and seeing which movies they did that I liked and that's kind of how I I mean I had a I had a few that I knew that were going to be on there, but the the rest I was like, oh, I forgot Clint Eastwood like directed two of, one of some of my favorite movies. I'm so. surprised you didn't put Wes Anderson since you're obsessed with Budapest. I like Budapest a lot, but like I, I try to pick ones you that have proven themselves twice to Moonrise me. Moonrise Kingdom sometimes. Yeah, too. you can do Moonrise Kingdom. Um, all right, so that's going to be the end of our top five favorite directors. I think we're going to go into least fa- the least, like our most we hated. Do, yeah, we might have to do most hated actors. But we're not going to do most hated directors because I couldn't tell you like my most hated directors. Well, I could tell you overrated, but not most hated. Overwritten. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll do maybe like most hated male actors next week. Yeah, we yeah. can do that. You know who my number one is. Everyone knows, but we'll. I don't think I do. Must right off stopped. the bat. Oh, He's not Ryan Murphy. Army Hammer. Oh, because that was my, that was <laughs> Don't my, want to spoil that it. That was but. my second my second guess, but I was like, Ryan Murphy's not an actor. Um, all right, so let's get into the Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. This is where the the series really ramps up in yeah. terms of likability. But I wrote my first thought is now we're getting into but it. But then I also was like, <laughs> it didn't sit as well with me as I remembered, but I what? still like it. I still okay. like it a lot, but... All right. So uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire is a 2005 fan. So this came out one year after Azkaban. Yeah, I guess. They looked a lot older in this. Some of them, at They least. did. But they um, were already probably like going through puberty. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, fantasy film directed by Mike Newell. Uh, its story follows Harry's fourth year at Hogwarts as he is chosen by the Goblet of Fire to compete in the Triwizard Tournament. Five days after his release, the film had grossed over $102 million at the North uh, American box office, which is the third highest first weekend tally for a Harry Potter film behind Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, part one and part two. All right, let's get into uh, the, the, the movie. All right, so the first scene is the Riddle House intro scene. Frank, the grouchy housekeeper, walks in uh, into the mansion because he sees like a fire in the window, walks into the, the abandoned mansion of Tom Riddle's uh, or Voldemort's parents. He sees a uh, meeting going on between an unknown man at the time, Pettigrew, and then like some voice coming from a chair. Um, and they're talking about basically killing Harry. Uh, the snake, Nagini, is slithering around and comes up and tells him that Frank is outside uh, and they kill Frank. Anything I, from the scene? A, well, first of all, David Tennant. We'll talk about his performance. I, I was like, is that the guy from Doctor Who? <laughs> More, yeah, who cares about Doctor Who from this performance? Yeah. Um, okay, how does Baby Voldemort cast a spell? That's what I say. How does he hold a wand? I think they like describe it in the book, from what I remember. And then, first of all, the nosy old man—he plays a perfect grumpy old man. He should have known that he was going to get killed. Also, Nagini and Voldemort—you see their sexual tension from this moment on. Also, why could Frank hear the parcel tongue? I mean, I guess they had to show it so we could hear it, but like, I don't think they're supposed to be able to hear it. And then, yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is Harry's dream. So he's dreaming it and he's like thriving around and like writhing around in bed. He wakes up to Hermione being like, hey, like rubbing no, him on the head. She was really, she was extremely c- aggro this whole movie. She's like, wake up. Yeah, she was really. You're ag- going to be late. <laughs> she was really, she was pretty aggressive. Uh, this And she was very uh, flirty with Harry in this movie, I'd say. A couple signs of no, affection. No, it was the Rita Skeeter. Um, so then we have so the the Weasleys and Harry are going to and Hermione are going to the World Cup. So they're at the borough. They're going to the port key, uh, which is a, a, a basically a, sh- a piece of shit object that is like a transporter to wherever you want to go. Um, they meet up with Amos Diggory, who I fucking hate. What? I, 
<laughs> I hate Amos Diggory. He's more of a dick in the books. Like oh. he's in the books, he's like always trying to like sell Cedric as being a better wizard than Harry, like in front of Harry. But in this, he's kind of like he's likable in the movie. I hate him, my son. Um, how <laughs> you call me a sociopath? Merlin's beard. He's as <laughs> he says in the beginning. But so they're they're all going together. The Diggory's. This is where we see Robert Pattinson for the first time as Cedric. I love him in this. Um, movie. So yeah, they're going to the they're going to the World Cup. The twins, a lot of speaking in unison in this movie. I actually hate the twins in this movie. <laughs> I noticed Which the we'll unison get, after you pointed it they, out. But they, they have are the unison, in and they're like, and they they're there's like a lot of like overdubbed like screams and grunts from them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah. Wait, but you're, are we already gonna go back? No. Okay, no, past the scene. No, of- what? When they that memed TikTok scene of Cedric gliding. Yeah, we're gonna get there. No, I, I, yeah. So they go to the okay. Porky, um, and yeah, I, I was gonna say like, <laughs> um, do I? Said, I wrote down, do we hate anything more than the Diggories and Mister Weasley like floating slash running down? Oh, but that clear just signed his is is that what he says? He lands, I didn't hear that. Easy. Well, that cleared your sinuses, eh? Um, so, <laughs> okay. So they get to the they get to the uh, the World Cup. They go to the the um, the campground, and they this is one one thing I hated too. So like they go to the tent, and like Harry's seeing all these people go in the tent. He's like, "Whoa, what's going on?" And <laughs> and basically he like goes and he's like, "Oh, the tent is really huge inside." He's like, "I love magic." Why I do hate, you hate that? His I, whole his life at but home it's his has fourth, no magic. It's his in fourth it. year. Like, Doesn't matter. He can like, still be surprised. It's his, like you should know by now. Um, so they're like wandering around the 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 tent, and like Ron, the the twins start just like repeating what Mister Weasley is saying to Ron. Mm-hmm. Get off the kit. Get out the kitchen, Ron. Feet off the table. And they're saying it in unison. Like what? Well, I just. I hate them so much in this in, com- in combination with their long hair too, was just like really, they all had the iconic, like long ass hair. Yeah. They, Oh, Harry might have some of the worst hair I've ever seen in this movie. It's pretty bad. Um, so they get to the world cup. Of course, Lucius is just there being a savage. He just, <laughs> just being an asshole. He has the cane. He just like grabs Harry's if it rains. Yeah. You'll be the first to know. <laughs> yeah. Cause there's a no- class, which is not true. According to the books, <laughs> like in the books, they're actually in the bot, the office, the, the box with the minister as well. Not in, like the nosebleeds. Um, I just wrote, I hate Fred and George's like grunt voices because they're like screaming for like the irony. They're, they're like, like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's rubbish. <laughs> that's rubbish. We're going to get to that. Um, so, and I was also going to say, I wish they included more of the World Cup in the movie. In the book, it was like really cool. Well, I really liked the description of the campgrounds in the book. They spent way more time on that. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of quickly glossed over but i mean this movie is already like two and a half hours yeah i mean it's they have to there's so much shit in the book this is the way like the books really amped up in terms of length i think this was like 800 pages it was super fucking long yeah um so that we were introduced to victor crumb he's the the seeker on the romanian team bulgarian bulgarian team um so he's literally a neanderthal is pretty much what i wrote he's 35 and 18 at the same time he i hate him his acting is pretty bad in this too. How um, one of the things I wondered is Quidditch like football or or like what's a summer sport? Because how does like he so- play if it's he's like in soccer school? Oh well, oh I don't know. That's what I mean. He's like seven, he's like seventeen or eighteen. Um, yeah, he's seventeen. He's a famous seeker. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, there's like in soccer, there's like kids who like are like sixteen and they're already getting like 
basically drafted into a team. Um, so then the World Cup aftermath, which is after the World Cup, the Death Eaters raid uh, the World Cup. They're Voldemort's followers. They put up the Dark Mark, which is Voldemort's sign. Um, Harry says that his... Uh, well, then, yeah. So he, of course, immediately gets separated from everybody as soon as they say stay together. Because mm-hmm. that's just... That's, of course, has to be. The Death Eaters are, like, speaking, like, this weird ancient language. They they're are like, literally, like, the KKK. Yeah, they have, like, the pointy hats mm-hmm. and, like... Yeah, they're the um, I kind of love Barty Crouch in this movie. He's very Creepy. strange intonation and inflection <laughs> with his voice. Hitler stash. Um, so then we get to the they, we just kind of flash to the train scene briefly, where like Harry's scars hurting, and Hermione's like, you know who should hear about this? Sirius. And in the books, it would have made more sense. But in the movie, there's no relationship build up with them at all. Yeah. I notice a lot of things like that, too. When you, because, you know, whenever I watch these movies, it's pretty passive. So then when I'm, when I take notes, I actually notice a lot of things that I never notice yeah. when I watch them, just like as a rerun or whatever. So, but yeah, the serious erasure is pretty serious. And so is the Ludo Bagman erasure. Oh, yeah. The Ludo, Ludo Bagman just not being there anymore. So, so he basically is writing a, a note to Sirius saying, hey, like my scar hurts. What whatever uh then we get to the opening feast this is big this is the uh when Durmstrang and Bo Bettens arrive at Hogwarts I'm not skipping anything what am I skipping you're skipping over the train what happens on the train Cho Chang oh but also the one thing that I did notice that they skipped over in this movie which I actually thought was really interesting was they they do show that Ron is jealous of Harry in this movie but specifically he's jealous of his money Oh yeah, I saw and that. And they yeah. allude to that when he gets the candies, but and in the when book, the it's dress a whole robes, thing about yeah. gambling and oh, I don't in know, the I beginning, just thought that was an interesting fold that they kinda... in the book. In the book, it's like yeah, they gamble the money on the uh, like on the World Cup, and it ends up being fake gold. Like yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely a huge. This is like where they really play up the jealousy factor with Ron, especially with the Triwizard Cup. But yeah, he sees Cho Chang, but it was like a barely... well, well, it's the first time you see the love yeah, interest though. Yeah, well, Cho Chang. Um, so. Anyways, opening fee scene, Durmstrang and Bobans arrive at Hogwarts. Dumbledore announces the Triwizard Cup. Uh, three tasks for the for the Triwizard Cup. you got to be at least 17 years old. That's rubbish. That's uh, rubbish. <laughs> to enter and put your name in the Goblet of Fire. Uh, and then we're also introduced to Mad-Eye Moody. So, first thing. <laughs> <laughs> the first, the entrances of these schools are the stupidest fuck. We and Ariana make fun of this scene all the fucking time when the derv strings come in. First of all, the gr- the grunts that they're doing in unison aren't even the well dubbed. The limb syncing is completely <laughs> so off. 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 So they're like banging the canes. Dum, dum. <laughs> they bang the canes. Dum, dum, dum. And then they... <laughs> They just break out in a sprint. They jump. I love how aggressively they run towards the front of the hall. Yeah, they break out in a sprint. It's so fucking cheesy. The the bow batten one is like also. And they like. I hate that, and I, I like their outfits. I will say that. Um, but like. They just, they weren't, they're pretty, but like in the, in the books, they're supposed to be literally like otherworldly beautiful and Flora's just yes. like a regular blonde oh, yeah. woman. Yeah. She's good looking, but like in, they're literally supposed to be like, well, Magically like beautiful. Vila, like yeah. she's a half Vila, which is like literally you look at them and you're entranced by how beautiful they are. She was just like very like plain. Um, so they come in, uh, you find out that Victor Crumb goes to, uh, Durmstrang, mm-hmm. uh, Igor Karkaroff is a gross looking human. Um, this is where Dumbledore, new Dumbledore, this is his coming out party, this entire movie. Mm-hmm. Like, this is where he really puts it on. Um, he's got, like, way more screen time than in, in uh, yeah. Harry Potter 3. <laughs> uh, so then we got him in Mad-Eye Moody. He shows up. He, like, 
all fucked up and disgusting. He's literally grunting this entire yeah. movie. And he uh, he like casts a spell at the ceiling because it's like acting all funky. And I hate the the line where they're like, "I wonder what he's got in that flask." And like Harry's like, "I don't think it's pumpkin juice." I had a question about that. So are they to are we to assume that basically he's an everyone thinks he's just an open alcoholic yeah. and they just are like, oh, okay, that's just what he does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I just didn't know if that was what we were all. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. They just think, we just think he's an alcoholic. Um, so let me get to the de- defense against the dark arts scene. So Moody shows the kid the three, the three unforgivable curses, uh, killing curse of Atacabra, Cruciatus curse, and the Imperius curse. So he has like this gross ass spider, Ugh, I hate that spider <laughs> and thing. he's basically showing them uh, the spells, the, the spells, the Imperial cur- Imperius curse basically just like takes over their mind. You could tell them whatever you want to do. Cruciatus curse is torturing and then about cadaver is killing. So his laugh and his laughing face are really creepy in this scene. <laughs> like he's just very, he's just a very weird motherfucker. Um, and He's like, yeah, hey, everyone, let me just torture the spider and you can watch. Like, it was just very... Yeah, I have I mean, a lot of questions about this. Like, Dumbledore would not let this happen. Like, well, he couldn't just I don't, torture... He must have not known. Well, he also is very close with Mad-Eye Moody, though. So, like, he might have... He knows he's a whack job. So, like, he might have just let him do it. Well, this is something that annoys me about the Polyjuice Potion, is that we're to imagine that David Tennant... Okay, so it's David Tennant who's playing... <laughs> who's really playing Mad-Eye Moody. Cross so he's Jr. doing, like, literal character acting so well. <laughs> And then the voice for him magically works, but for no one else, the Polyjuice Potion well, voice works. Yeah, because like even in Deathly Hallows Part 1, they all turn into Harry. Remember that? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they all have their own voices, too. So the only time I mean. they make an exception is Mad-Eye. Is this, but I also wonder, because you know, I've never gone into one of these movies not knowing what's going to happen. I do wonder from the point of view of the audience, who's literally never heard of the plot, Like, are they like so shocked when the reveal happens? Yeah, they have to be. They yeah. have to be. Like, I mean, he does, like, when you're watching, you kind of have an idea with some some subtle clues, but, like, you don't know he's a completely different person. He's, a, he's number two to Snape in terms of his, like, he's really giving the performance with his character. He's good. He's very good. Yeah. Um, so they basically, I think what Neville, uh, Neville, he's like, he his parents were tortured by the Cruciatus curse. We don't know it at the time, but mm-hmm. he, like, suggests the Cruciatus curse, and then he, like, does it in front of, so what's really fucked up is Barty Crouch Jr. was the one who, like, who tortured him. He tortured his parents. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll show you the fucking Cruciatus curse. Yeah, it's weird because he also, but he also, like, has, like, a really good character acting of being empathetic. Yeah, but being then when like he's nice. his regular self, he's like, <laughs> like, he has no personality. You, don't, you can't see me, but I'm doing a little tongue thing. <laughs> this stupid <laughs> fucking tongue thing. Um, so then we get to the the first goblet scene where they kind of show people putting their, uh, their papers or the names in the goblet of fire so cedric of course comes in all wet from the rain with his friends and puts his name in um vet fred and george of course try to get in they put like an aging potion or whatever and there's an age line around it so like what if you try to put your name in if you're under 17 even if you have put us like a potion on it like throws you out it turns into the old men it's super funny um <laughs> victor then victor crumb puts his name in uh Victor, is there anything like in that scene besides just that? Just that Hermione is, it's not going to work. work. She does her sing song yeah. lines. And then I just wrote Fred and George are shouting this entire movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like basically the entire movie, yeah. they're just like grunting and shouting, and the dubs are sometimes not like the sound effects where they're not actually speaking it in the scene just don't mm-hmm. match up. And you see in the scene that Crumb is fucking Hermione with his eyes. Yeah. He, looks he also has an unbelievably low hairline. 
He's a very small. Okay, I didn't forehead. know that, but he. I'd say he's handsome. Yeah. So then it's the goblet's results seat. So that if names come out, Victor, Fleur, Cedric, and then some time goes by, they think all the all the three champions are chosen, and then Harry's name comes out. <laughs> Harry Potter. Um. So. So his name comes out. Then Harry goes up and he goes in like some back, like the trophy room. <laughs> and Dumbledore <laughs> run, sprints down the stairs, throttles Harry against the trophy case. He goes, did you put your name in the goblet of fire? Did you put your name in the goblet of fire? And in, and in the book, it literally says, Dumbledore says calmly, did you put your name in the goblet of fire? <laughs> There's so many problems with this. Well, first of all, I liked that because I've been paying attention to Snape way more yeah, in these movies. Like he's the one who noticed that the goblet is still flaming oh, yeah. mm-hmm. first, and then yeah, Dumbledore is obviously outrageously aggressive, and it's like mm-hmm. why, you should be mad at yourself, bitch, for constantly subjecting him to child abuse. Yeah, you know, Igor Karkaroff has some fucking baked bean teeth. They're disgusting. Um, so he he, get, I think after that scene, uh, Harry goes up to the. You can tell Ron's mad. They like show a brief scene of him in like the Great Hall. He's like super pissed. He goes up to the uh, to the dorm, and Ron and him are like talking about it. Ron's like clearly mad, and then you got the iconic piss off. He's such a douche. Um, even though Harry didn't put his fucking name in, and then they flash back down to like the the professors like talking about whether they should let Harry do it or not, mm-hmm. and like Snape is like, "Let's let Harry do it," and McGonagall's like, "No, we shouldn't let him do it." And Dumbledore's like, you know what? Let's let him do it. Like, they, they might die in it, but, you know, the rules are absolute. Like, Dumbledore, I think they make Dumbledore, I mean, he also is kind of a shitty role model or, like, guardian in the books. But, like, he's also a shitty, but I feel like he's a shittier guardian in, like, the movies. Yeah, he's done a handful of shitty things in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just Barty Crouch, whenever he speaks, he has his inflections. <laughs> the rules are absolute. Yeah. <laughs> the rules are the absolute. The rules are absolute. Uh, so then we get to like the press scene with Rita. We get like introduced to Rita Skeeter, uh, kind of like sexually assaulting yeah, in the she's closet. A sexual harasser. She interviews Harry and writes some like salacious stuff. Basically, there's a ton about Rita Skeeter in the books, but they kind of like they they don't do much uh, with it in the in the movie. But yeah, he, she's basically like being really creepy to him in the fucking uh, closet. And then we have the serious talking to Harry in the fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, it tells me <laughs> this is like a terrible scene. For serious. He tells him face. that Igor was a Death Eater and that Barty Crouch sent his own son to Azkaban. That's basically all he tells him. Basically, tells him that you're gonna die. Nothing safe. You, like you can't trust your friends. Like keep your friends. Keep your friends close. He says. Like it's just very like. He's not reassuring at all. No, and just Gary Oldman. What are you doing in this franchise? It's weird that Gary Oldman, and also they made it way weirder than in the books. It's literally a floating head, mm-hmm. but in this, I it's mean, like would that have been better though in the movie? It would have been better than like the weird ashes, like the poor CGI ashes in the face, in the shape of his face. And um, I hate how everyone's like, ignore your dreams, Harry. Ignore your dreams. Yeah, I hate that. Like it's you're all wizards, and you can't fathom that his dream might be like a premonition or something. Literally, like he's like, um, yeah, it's just a dream. <laughs> That's another thing that Dumbledore does. Yeah, later. I know. I yeah. hated that. I was like, you literally, the next book, you're like, no, it's not a dream. Yeah. So then Ron, like, begrudgingly tells Hermione to tell Harry that Hagrid wants to see him to. I hate this scene when Hermione goes, I'm not an owl. I'm not an owl. Hey, fuck you, Hermione. <laughs> yeah, Hermione, like, it really wasn't that hard just to be like, Hagrid wants to see Harry. Yeah. So Harry, Hagrid shows Harry and Madame Maxine that the dragons are the first task. He tells Cedric, hey, even though Cedric doesn't fucking deserve it, he tells Cedric, hey, Cedric dragons. I hate Cedric. Um, 
Moody then turns Malfoy into a ferret in that scene. And he also gives Harry the idea to use a broom, basically, to get the egg, which contains a clue. I love that he casually traps the real Moody in a trunk, and he, like, thumps around yeah. in his office. He's like, oh, don't, uh, don't say You wouldn't believe what's in yeah. there. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> um, So then we've got the, the first task. Um, they pick, I think they both, there's four dragons for each of them. They pick mm-hmm. a dragon. Also, <laughs> the fact that they had to, like, kind of just on the fly bring a whole other dragon. Like they they thought That's there was just gonna be three dragons. They're gonna bring another one. And I was also gonna say, is it like unwritten rule that everyone just cheats? Because how would you if you literally had no idea that was gonna be oh, a task? Yeah. There would be no way you would be able to do it. Well, I mean, if you're a seventh year, maybe, but like oh no, you, you s- if you're there, like oh, for no preparation whatsoever, you have to go take. This yeah, and they're also like, dragon. we made these tasks safer. We put the dragon on a chain that he can easily break free from. Dragon, dragoon, Drag- and Dragaris. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> those are uh, Daenerys Targaryen's <laughs> names for her dragons in the in the series. Um, so, so they all pick a dragon out of like the. <laughs> <laughs> they pick a dragon out of the bag. So like Barty Crouch is holding the bag and they pick one out. The Welsh green. And he's like, Chinese fireball. Ooh. You don't notice that the way that he says things, Chinese fireball. Ooh. Ooh. Um, and then of course, Harry gets like the worst dragon out of all of them, the Hungarian Horntail. I was just thinking how cool those little dragon things are just to have one of those. Um, Did you notice that Madame Maxine had blue streaks in her hair in that scene? No, I just And it was like, does she always have blue hair? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. Um, so this must be the worst. Okay, all of, all three tasks, there are no point. There's no point of having an audience. The first task, like, I mean, I guess for the first task, everybody else besides Harry, well, like Harry flies away and the dragon flies him. I wanted You're just to know sitting what in they the did, though. I, I wanted to see what they did. It would did. be really cool if they showed, yeah, like what Cedric, Victor, and, and Floor did. But like I said, I have to pick and choose what they want to put in. But that would have been like the coolest. And they probably cost so much money with the dragon. Like, mm-hmm to like put the CGI and all that stuff that they were like, Oh, let's just skip that. But basically he, he flies around in the broom. The dragon follows him, breaks free from the, the chain, almost kills him. He gets the egg. Um, and then Harry and Ron make up in the, uh, in the dorm and Fred and George, I said every single one of Fred and George lines make me want to kill myself. I don't know what they specifically said during that part. Like, let's leave just, these two alone. Yeah. Or it's going to be real awkward. Yeah. It's going to be real. It's going to be real awkward. Blimey. Blimey. Give them some space chops. So I named this like the Yule Ball prep scene as the next scene. So this is where they're introduced. Ron gets the ugly dress robes in the mail. Mm-hmm. Like the really frumpy old ones. Those are ghastly. That's what Jenny says to him. Yeah, um, she... Those are fucking ghastly. Man, she's the worst actress. Um, <laughs> so the Yule Ball, it's a tra- tradition of the Triwizard Tournament to dance. Um, they have the uh, the great scene with Hermione and Ron dancing... Or not Hermione, uh, McGonagall, McGonagall and Ron dancing in like the practice... Uh, I guess like the practice scene for dancing or whatever. Uh, then they get to the... Um, <laughs> the study hall scene, Wait, which is before what? that, I just wanted to point out that Ron randomly just makes fun of a girl with acne in that oh, scene. Yeah, he's and like, I was like, "You're such a she's fucking about, asshole." She's about to blow. <laughs> <laughs> like you're such a piece of shit. I Ron. know. Um, he's got some misogynistic incel tendencies in this in this movie. Yeah, he's the worst. So then we get to the scene where the, it's kind of like I I call it like the dating montage where it's like just like scenes of mm-hmm. them like struggling to get dates and like the the awkwardness Victor of Crumb working out he fucks yeah he fucks hard um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's like yeah there's like a montage of like Hermione like working studying on the beach and then uh, 
Victor's doing like some calisthenics, like walking yeah. by, like just wa- waving his arms around. And Hermione's getting all flustered. And then they have the study hall scene where <laughs> where Snape and for some reason Snape just keeps shoving Harry and Ron's well, heads talking. down. I know yeah. it's funny. And um, so Fred asks, I think like Angelina Johnson, mm-hmm. somebody on the Quidditch team, out, and uh, her uh, Ron tries to ask Hermione. He's like, you know, if you haven't got a date, like you want to take one of us? And she's like, all right, I already have a date. We don't know who. Uh, Harry tries to ask out Cho in the Owlery and she's already got a date too with Cedric. Uh, and then Harry and Ron get the idea to go with the Pravati twins. I was going to say that I really don't care about the Cho and Harry plot line in the movies because they're so under, I don't know. The fifth, the fourth and the fifth, it's very like play the fifth way played up, but the four, I mean not movie, but like the books, the fourth, it's, it's like, it's like negligible basically. Yeah. Um, so they end up going, they are, end up asking the Parvati twins out. Again, they like to use the unison and twins where they say, hi, Harry, in unison like mm-hmm. three times. Uh, so we've got the... Uh, oh, wait. Before but, we get to the actual ball, they do have like that throwaway scene of when Ron... You ask out Fleur, which I would have liked to see. Yes, but also like they do point to the fact that Ron is like obsessed with their asses because the camera yeah. also closes in on the butts like twice. In the yeah. Movie. He's like, you know, what I he's like, like, you know, what I, like I like to the watch them. Walk. When they walk. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, he actually, Rupert Grant actually just had a baby. I did see yeah. that. It's cute. Um, so <laughs> they, well, this is a quick scene, like a cutaway. They had a cutaway scene to Hagrid and Madame Maxine. Why does she eat his beard hair? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's very disgusting. Sexual tension. Though. Um, so, <laughs> another another uh, comment I had was when Harry's asking out Cho, he breathes so fucking hard. He's like, <laughs> he's going up all those stairs. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, okay, oh, sorry. <laughs> Leave Daniel Radcliffe he's alone. So he's so annoying. The best, he's one of the best actors. Um, yeah, yeah. Out of the kids. Um, so you a ball scene. Hermione has a in quotations transformation. <laughs> So she walks out. So in the books, it's. I mean, it's I'm gonna. We're gonna keep. Dramatic. We're gonna keep yeah. saying this because we're books nerds. But in the in the books, it's so dramatic. Like she in the books, she's supposed to have ridiculously curly and like bushy mm-hmm. hair, buck teeth that she had like a magician or like had somebody fix, like yeah. all this stuff. Um, she's supposed to be like basically unrecognizable. This is literally like like it was like Emma Watson was going to prom. Basically. Yeah, the they stopped doing her hair frizzy after like the yeah. first movie. After the second, maybe the second. Yeah. But yeah, and I also just came to realize I think that Emma Watson is just she nothing. Sucks. She's nothing as an actor. She's not bad, but she's not good. She's just very average. Yeah, she's we just, we noticed that when we watched Little Women. Yeah, she's she, not good. Well, in Beauty and the Beast, oh my she's god, she's okay. But like, she does well in roles where you don't have to do anything, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so Hermione's transformation. Ron is jealous the entire night after he finds out she's going with Victor Crumb. Causes a scene. Uh, just what? What are your? <laughs> I know you hate the rock band. <laughs> I wrote down. I wrote down the lyrics. Do you want to hear them? Okay. Yeah. So I hate this fucking band that plays the the song. Okay, here's the lyrics. Move your body like a hairy troll, learning to rock and roll. Spin around like a crazy elf, dancing by himself. Boogie down like a unicorn, no stop until the break of dawn. Put your hands up in the air like an ogre who just don't care. And then the chorus is, can you dance like a hippogriff? <laughs> na, 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 na. <laughs> I yeah. hate, I I hate really that hate so much. And they're also like, Throwing up Flitwick in the crowd. Mm-hmm. He's like crowd uh, serving. 
I was going to say Victor is a stud. Hermione, stick with him. I don't like Victor. I think he's kind of ugly. His face is kind of ugly. Cedric Diggory's better looking. Pattinson? Um, yeah, but I mean, he's got a jawline that could cut diamonds. Um, Ron with major incel vibes during the dance. He's a literal, yeah, he's a Dance with insult. me, Hermione. You should want me because I'm man. <laughs> and I hate when Hermione <laughs> says, off to bed. Yeah, like, yeah. So they she get they get in a huge fight because obviously there's like tension between them. Like they both like each other, but he she was obviously not gonna just wait around for him to ask mm-hmm. her. And he's basically like, Oh, you're only going with him or you shouldn't be going with, out with him because he's like the enemy in the trial was a tournament. The Patel twins are just neglected the entire yeah, the movie, twins. which sucks. Uh Hagrid also grabbing Madame Maxine's ass, yeah. just a just a side note there. Uh so now we've got the egg clue. We're getting into the second task. Oof. So Cedric tells Harry to take the egg to the bath. Instead of giving him a very direct clue, like Harry gave him, he goes, you know, why don't you go to the bath in the prefix floor and mull around like in the sexual. water? He's basically yeah. like, why don't you masturbate with the <laughs> egg? <laughs> Drink off of the egg, Cedric. <laughs> or uh, Harry. <laughs> so he goes to the prefix bathroom, which is like a sick-ass bath, basically like a <sighs> swimming pool. I want to take a bath. Yeah, there. with like a 30 different colored bubbles and shit. They did a good job of representing that from the book. Of course, Moaning Myrtle's there. Let's remind everyone. She he's fourteen in this. Yeah. Um, he literally, she literally is like, she, at the end she looks at his dick. <laughs> she comes up next to him and she goes, "Oh, she was like, Cedric was here and all the bubbles were nearly gone." And she like looks down at his dick, like in the yeah, water. Yeah, I really hate Moaning Myrtle. I hate her so much. I hate her voice. I ha- I ha- so Moaning Merle tells him to put the egg under the water. He hears the riddle f- about the mermaids. Uh, she also, he also wears his glasses underwater. I just a, a stupid, like, <laughs> take magic. his glasses off. Um, yeah, she was a fucking pedo in that scene. Yeah. So then uh, they're trying to figure out how is Harry going to be like underwater for like an hour. Neville gives him gillyweed uh that harry has to eat and he basically gets gills and goes down uh for the second task so second task scene harry's got to retrieve ron from the bottom of the lake basically one person was stolen for each uh each contestant victor it was hermione cedric it was cho chang and then uh fleur delacour was her her sister. sister so of course harry goes down there to the bottom of the lake he finds uh he finds all four of them he of course wants to save hermione Mm-hmm. Two, but it's Victor's person. He he takes way too much time down there. Uh, he ends up saving Flora's sister because she get like got like uh, attacked by the Grindelo- Grindelos. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, he saves both of them. Any comments on this task, the scene? Um, I wrote again. I, just... I wrote again. Why the hell would anyone want to watch this task? Um, <laughs> Unless they have some sort of magical thing well, where they can like yeah, see what's going on. Around. I don't know. I would still want to go. Probably for an hour, you can't see still... anything. Well. I don't know. It's anticipation. What else are you going to do? But I just like how Harry literally had nothing prepared for. He literally had nothing prepared till the hour. He till the night before. Yeah. Who procrastinates in a situation where that you're you would probably literally die. Could die? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I don't understand that. Um, so uh, Harry comes in second. I think Cedric first, Victor mm-hmm. third, Fleur fourth. Yeah. Um, then we get into the pensive scene. So, uh, or no, sorry. Harry finds Barty Crouch dead in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um. After a weird scene with Mad-Eye Moody. Where he flicks his tongue. Yeah, basically <laughs> Barty Crouch recognizes his son because he does yeah. the weird like tongue tick in front of him. So he recognizes his son. He like walks away with his eyes bugged out and then we find him dead. Kill uh, your own father. I know. Man, that's brutal. He's a savage. 
So he finds him dead in the woods. Of course, Harry immediately goes up to Dumbledore's uh, office in which Dumbledore like leaves and leaves Harry alone with the pensieve. Mm -hmm. Uh, He falls into one of Dumbledore's memories, which is at Igor Karkaroff's trial. Igor reveals that Barty Crouch Jr. is a Death Eater that was responsible for the torture of Neville's parents. Harry tells Dumbledore about his dream and Dumbledore just pretends it's fine. Yeah, and I also feel like Dumbledore knew it was real, and he still was like just a. Oh yeah, he, he definitely did. He absolutely knew it was real. He didn't tell Harry that he was basically going to be sacrificed until after he was dead. The only reason he found out was because Snape put his like memories or whatever in there. Oh, the question I had is: Is Karkaroff not did, what, in the books? Is he still a Death Eater, or is he actually reformed? He actually is reformed. He fl- he flees when uh, the Dark Mark is called when oh, they're supposed okay. to go to the graveyard. He flees. Um, so there's not really much to like tell about that scene, like notable scene. Uh, At least I didn't have Harry is nosy. Well, yeah. And also I mean, the candies. I thought Dumbledore liked Muggle candy. Oh, I don't know. Why no, is I mean, he getting the fancy magic candy? I mean, I mean who would want to eat though? I mean, this isn't one of leeches. his passwords like lemon drop or something. Lemon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're usually always different candies. Um, so then we got the final task. So the final task is this big ass maze, which this is my most. This part is the the part that angers me the much about this movie because the final task in the book is so much cooler. There's the actual stuff? the yeah. Sphinx, there's those big ass crabs that Harry or that um Hagrid has, the, the oh, blast ended yeah. scroots um that they have to battle. There's all these cool tasks. And literally the only te- the only thing about this is a ma- the hedges attack you. That's literally yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, Harry's making his way through. Victor is bewitched and he, he attacks Fleur mm-hmm. and then he tries to attack Cedric. Yeah. And then Harry saves him. Then Harry and Cedric battle each other to get to the final, uh, to the cup. Yeah. And Cedric is being like grabbed viciously by the, the shrubs and Harry saves him. Anything in that that you found? Um, no, I just said that the maze is scarier in the book. And, way scarier. Uh, and just cooler. Like it would be way cooler to watch that. I think. Yeah. But um, also... Again, why would you watch this task? <laughs> it's yeah, an endless. I'm tired of this commentary. For me. Um, yeah. So then they grab onto the they grab onto the cup together. It's a port key. They get transferred to the graveyard. Um, Cedric is killed immediately. Poor Cedric. <laughs> by Peter Pettigrew, and so he, they kill uh, Cedric. Then Pettigrew is making this potion to bring Voldemort back. So they dump his greasy, disgusting baby body in the cauldron. <laughs> Why don't they drop him? That's what I was saying. Something <laughs> they just, drop him. They just throw him in there. <laughs> um, flesh of the servant. Or no, sorry. Uh, bone of the father. Unwillingly, unwillingly given. Flesh of the servant. Willingly sacrifice. He cuts his fucking, he cuts his hand off and just goes, yeah. he doesn't even take a beat. He's like, cuts his hand off and goes right to Harry. So he cuts his hand off that it's blood of the enemy. Unwillingly. I, I don't know if it's like, it's uh, what is it? Forcibly taken. Yeah. Forcibly oh, yeah. taken maybe. Yeah. Know. So they put all that in the potion. Voldemort's in there and he comes back and this is our first glim- glimpse of Rafe Fiennes' interpretation Finally. of Voldemort. It's awesome. I mean, I think I overlooked it when I was younger, but the makeup and costume mm-hmm. is insane on Voldemort. Ray Fiennes is so good as Voldemort. I love it. I mean, mm-hmm. what are your first uh, impressions? I mean, I, was, I wanted to say put some shoes on. 
it's interesting. I mean, obviously the makeup is iconic with his like fucked yeah. up face. Um, I guess it is supposed to. He's not. Yeah, he's supposed to have like no slits in the book too. He's supposed to have no slits and like snake eyes. Like he's supposed yeah. to kind of resemble a okay. snake. So, but yeah, I mean, he's really campy. Like he's very, like he kind of is like sort of a gay icon in a way. Like <laughs> I mean, I can touch you now. I can touch you now. Um. He, I just think he's a great Voldemort. Uh, yeah, he's so great. he comes to full form. All the Death Eaters come back in a circle, and he's all mad at them because they didn't come back. Um, he starts like basically he says harassing Harry while he's a Ted. <laughs> that's his downfall. Every book though is that he always wants to fucking show off to oh, yeah. kill him. Already, I mean, that's man. like a classic villain move. Is like yeah. they always do the monologue and then they the the. But he also says like he's gonna torture him so much that he'll be begging for death but he yeah. basically just like bend over and then he's like Avada Kedavra <laughs> no he did a Cruciatus curse yeah that's what I mean but oh, oh did he do Cruciatus yeah, he but did. he didn't really torture him that much I mean <laughs> I mean yeah he definitely could have done it more he's really angry he about might have done it more in the book 14 year old boy so um <laughs> yeah I love how he just puts his foot on Cedric's face <laughs> no I just <laughs> I don't think I was looking at that. He just puts his foot. He turns his head over. He's like, oh. Ew. <laughs> foot fetish? Um, <laughs> so he puts his foot. He's like, um, he drops Harry off. He's like, pick it up. Pick up your wand. Get up. Get up. <laughs> um, so they duel. Um, they have this. So Harry's and Voldemort's wand. They don't explain this at all, really. Except well, so maybe Dumbledore's at the end and like. It's like okay, prior yeah. incantation. Yeah. Thanks, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> um, so, so they ha- they share wands of the same phoenix core, which happens to be Fox's tail. Um, so whenever they duel, basically, like there's this fucking thing that happens where basically one person can't like get the better of the other kind of they show it pretty cool though right yeah they show it pretty cool uh and then all of voldemort's like previous killings come out of the wand and of course like frank the fucking housekeeper comes up harry's parents cedric uh they call these little weird ghost things of course cedric's like uh can you bring my body yeah i know he's like like, uh i guess bring back my body he's like um he's like um you're gonna be risking your life, but could you get my body? Uh, oh, he just died unexpectedly. I know. I know. So. so, and then Harry's parents are like, "You, you know, once you break the connection, you gotta run." So he hold. They like he breaks the connection. He runs the cup and grabs uh, Cedric's body and returns to the to the uh, Hogwarts grounds. Mm-hmm. So he brings Cedric's body back. Nobody really knows Cedric's dead. Mm-hmm. They're playing like the happy band music, and. Um, then Amos Diggory runs down. My boy. How do you? That's I thought that was like his, okay. Son. I thought that no, Harry actually bad. learned just, how to act in the scene because he seemed like he was actually his crying. crying was not bad. Yeah, it was yeah. way better from the third. Yeah, um, it was that friend. <laughs> it was that friend. Um, so then Moody like forcibly takes Harry away from that scene, brings him to his office. Um, as he's interrogating, he's like losing his character acting. He's basically acting like Barty Crouch Jr., but in Mad Eye Moody's body. And he's like, and he's like, what was it like? What was the Dark Lord like? Um, and he like tastes the fucking blood coming out of. Um, <laughs> then it takes the professors a long oh, yeah. time to get there, as yeah. usual. Yep. They're fucking useless. So he's basically about to like kill Harry or like torture him or whatever. And then Dumbledore and all the professors come in and they force him to tell it are they like i think they make the they do the veritas yeah serum, veritas which snape serum. had alluded to earlier basically saying isn't veritas it. truth yep <laughs> jk rowling it's <laughs> veritas i know she is writing a children's book but yeah, i mean we veritas. can veritas she thinks inside the box mm-hmm. so we'll say that um 
So we find out he's Bright Carts Jr., obviously. Moody is, the real Moody is trapped in the bottom of this big They, they just leave him there, even though he's yeah. been there for and like, who knows how long. They're like, long. oh, we're going to come back for you. Um, so then after that, we get the final scene. It's kind of like a funeral memorial for Cedric. Hey, Dumbledore tells everybody that it was Voldemort that murdered him. And the end is like, so like they, they kind of flashed everybody celebrating. Like mm-hmm. it was very, like saying goodbye to the foreign schools. And they flashed to Hermione, Ron, and Harry. And, and Hermione's like, everything's going to change, isn't it? And Harry's like, yeah. They're like, I oh, basically that. things are different now. Like they were like completely like fine. He's he's literally traumatized because he saw his friend get brutally murdered. Oh yeah, in the books, like he's like PTSD for life. Yeah, and as you would think he would be. And then like Hermione's like making it her problem. She's like, everything's going to change. I'm like, how's like, it going to change for you? Can you write to me every week? <laughs> like that yeah. was pretty much it. So yeah, that's the end. The what? The question I had is, why does Barty want to see Harry's cut arm when he's like, I'll show you mine if you show me yours? Oh. And then Dumbledore, like, thrusts his arm there? Like, <laughs> then Dumbledore, like, does it He for doesn't him? have a Death Eater mark. I don't know. I don't know. Because it kind of looked a little bit like a Death I don't know. But yeah. Was, also, was just, I don't need the tongue flick. Bow, we don't need bow, that. Bow. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So, that's Harry Potter 4. I mean, it's definitely, like... This is where it ramps up. You got four, five, six. I'm excited to watch. I haven't watched six in a long time. I'm excited to watch six. Five is great, too. Oh, that's seven. Harry. What's that? (laughs) He's coming in the great hall after the battle in in, uh, Slughorn. Harry. He's like, (laughs) Harry. Aragog. That's the six. Aragog. That's the six. Okay. Um, So, yeah, that'll conclude the episode for this week. Uh, Sunday, or Monday, we record on Sundays. Monday is 13 going on 30. Yeah, baby. Woo! Thursday is, uh, yeah, Harry, Harry Thursday Potter is Order, Order of the Phoenix. Um, if you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us. Download the episode on whatever your preferred uh, listening platform is. Interact with us. Interact with us on social media. The the um, handles are in the description. Uh, and we will talk to you on Monday. Thanks, Bye. everyone.